Hello and welcome back to another episode of Binge List and Box Office Hits, the podcast about all things film, TV and streaming, with your host, Shannon Holiday, and me, Letitia Thomas. Yo, yo, you, yo. And we're talking Scooby-Doo today. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Binge Listen Box Office Hits. We've got a good one this week. We do. I'm looking forward to deep diving into Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleash. Uh, before we do, how's your week been so far? Uh, it's been a pretty pretty good week. I got a fair bit watched. I finished Severance. So. Oh, you did? You watched the whole thing? Yeah. Did it hold up the whole season? Yeah, no, it definitely did. Yeah. It's almost like um, you get into season, like it's leading up to like the second chapter in season two. Yeah, okay. If that makes sense. Like yeah. it's on its own as one season, mm-hmm. like it, you, you couldn't end it where it ended. There's too many loose threads it to almost kind of like, questions it's, remaining. It's almost like this is like the first act finishing leading into the second yeah, act. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was never illusion to, like, look like it was going to finish there. It's got much more to it, tell. Yeah, it's almost like the story's just begun yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. How many episodes? Like, 10 or something? I think there was maybe about nine. Yeah, okay. But I don't I I binged that. Yeah. Uh, so I, you did. Yeah, it was uh, hard. Even last week, I think you were like, I watched the first step. Yeah. And now you're saying you finished the whole thing. So that was pretty impressive. I think I finished it by Wednesday. Yeah. I don't okay. know. It was a lot of effort. I haven't watched any more beef yet and I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I, I will endeavour to finish that by next week so I can talk about it in I full. might I might start it. Well, I'd, I'd like you to have a look because then we could kind of discuss it together. So, Well, you've heard it here first, guys. Mm. I must watch it. Yeah, you've, you've got a challenge on your hands for next week. Oh, good. Um, anything else you've kind of been diving into this week besides the main topic epi- uh, movies that we both watched. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Yeah, yeah, no, um a bit of alliteration. I watched Sirens. Yes. Um it's a documentary um written and directed by Rita um Baghardi and it's mm-hmm. um like I watched it originally because it was partially produced by Animal Pictures, which is like the Maya Rudolph Natasha Leone yeah, production yeah, yeah. company. So I was like, "Ooh." Like I'd seen it yeah. ages ago when they did it. Um, and I was like, I need to watch this. And then I missed it at one of the local film festivals. Mm. Um, but it follows um, Leelis and Sherry and their co-founders and guitarists of a Middle Eastern um, all-female metal band. It's like the first one that they've got yeah. um, in like the Middle East. And it's just them and their personal journeys throughout this sort of, um, you know, they're trying to get known, but they're also yeah, I'm Middle looking Eastern it up and I'm, it's not I'm a great, letterboxed. I can't yeah. remember where they're based. I can't. Iran, maybe? It just says Middle East. Um, But, yeah, like, it's not – wherever they were, I can't quite remember. It's not a great place. Yeah, no, I expect it not be as a female-led band. Oh, well, even just, you know, politically. Like, yeah. it's hard to live. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was beautiful. It was a good one. Okay. I'll put a cool. link somewhere to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because I just found it online. But, yeah, it was really good. Worth checking out. Yeah, what have you been watching? What have I been watching yeah, besides what have you been watching? the other movies? I have been watching – so I finally got around to watching Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. How'd you find it? I bloody loved it. I told you, I thought you, it hey? was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I think all the characters play their roles exactly how they should. I thought it was fantastic. They cast them like, really cast well. spot on. They all have a really good relationship on screen together. Like 
not like chemistry, chemistry, but like the how they work together. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, Chris Pine. Oh. He's just a great central character to lead the team. I, I think he's now the best Chris, according to people. He's got to be the best Chris. After seeing that, I definitely agree. <laughs> I thought, um, was it Reggae did a really good job as like that really serious character. Um, and he like leaves towards halfway through the end because he's like, oh, I won't see you to like the rest of your journey. And then he leaves. And then Chris is like, yeah, look how serious he walks. He just walk, walks right in a straight line. <laughs> oh, is he going to go around the rock? Oh, no, he went over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, uh, they really balanced like humor. The humor, the adventure, yeah. the storytelling, the characterization really well. Like even, even Hugh Grant, who's like the basically quote-unquote villain of the story, you find out pretty quick in the first 10 minutes if you haven't seen it that he is the bad guy. Yeah, he plays it so well. And I'm, I'm, I was speaking to someone at work about like what Hugh Grant has kind of done with his career lately. And he's just given up trying to be like that um, heartthrob mm-hmm. character and he's just having fun with roles that he obviously wants to play. Yeah, he's getting a bit too old to be like, you know, yeah. the 90s rom-com Christmas lover. Yeah. In, which one was that? I don't know. Uh, some of them. Yeah, it's the uh, yeah. He plays heaps of those roles mm-hmm. in the nineties, and he's not once he's not doing that anymore. He's he's loving it because if you've seen the gentleman, oh I've my not seen it. god, he's he's like not supposed to be this really big part in it, but like he's the most memorable bit. Like his character is so standout and fantastic. So that's worth seeing. That's a Guy Ritchie film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've been meaning to watch it, but yeah. you know things like we said, you can't see everything. There's a, so a, big, there's list. a big old list. Um, so I really enjoyed Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I bought the I bought the DVD 4K version. So I was watching a few of the like special features that come along with it, and it was it was really interesting to watch because they got all the actors in a room together prior to filming to play an actual yeah, game of D and D with yeah. a proper dungeon master over um, Teams calling that. They were all in the room together. It was just interesting to watch them because they were still playing their characters oh, okay, in an actual cool. game of D and D. Yeah. It was really great to watch them get involved and how serious they'll get involved. They were like Michelle Rodriguez was like, oh, she's a nerd. really, really into it, and she's like, "Can I just hit everything?" <laughs> it was like, that's what her character's yeah. like. That was really good. I think anyone that's you don't have to be involved with Dungeons and Dragons not at even a all. Bit. No, not even a little bit. I, you'll really enjoy this film. I think the fact that there was obviously like little Easter eggs for people who do know the lore and do know the game well that were in the background, you'd go, oh, that's actually from the game. That's fantastic. But if you hadn't played it, you're still going to really enjoy this film as a standalone thing. So, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, it was a good one that they did sort of – it's family-friendly, but it's not like too G-rated, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's like a soft M. Yeah. A really soft M, which is good. It's it's perfect amount of fun. Yeah, which – yeah, it was cool. That's good. Uh, Next thing I ended up watching – I picked up uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I picked that up as well at the same time when I was at work. I liked the first one a lot. I really enjoy, like, really enjoy the tongue-in-cheek characterization of this this um, superhero in the superhero genre and just the fact that he's like this boy growing up trying to find his way in the world and he gets superhero powers. The second one, it was okay. I would say it's just weaker than the first one. It just didn't feel necessary. It was very samey in terms of like the story. Oh, there's new villains. Okay, they've stolen our power powers. How are we going to work this out? There was an, a dome moment from under the dome for a brief period and people get stuck in the dome and there's dragons and stuff. Is enough on screen to kind of keep you entertained for the two hours that it runs for, but I would say it's going to be a really forgettable 
superhero movie and where we are in the superhero realm at the moment with everyone going and getting superhero fatigue, it's just it's not one that stands out, That's unfortunately. A shame. Yeah, because I really like Shazam, actually. Um, I think there's a bit of backlash with obviously Black Adam as well. And yeah, they're not like well. being – because they're obviously connected characters in the comics, Black Adam and Shazam. And the fact that like I think it was The Rock just wanted the Black Adam to be his own thing. And yeah, of obviously course. Shazam should be related to that and have him in it, but it didn't. So, yeah, a little bit disappointing. So I don't see this one getting a third movie. It was a huge financial bomb. It didn't even recoup marketing and budget costs, I think. Uh, Warner Brothers is doing it tough. Because they fast-tracked this to streaming as soon as it didn't do well at, um, at cinemas. It's almost the way it goes now, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, especially with the way that things kind of rolled out during COVID. Like, remember Black Widow and that whole uh, situation? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. It was a great film. It was a good film, and it should have been seen in cinemas. But obviously with COVID, it just went straight to on-demand streaming. That's where I saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. Who did I go with? I can't remember. You saw it at the cinema? Yeah. And like, I just thought op- the opening credits of that movie is maybe one of my favorites. It's so yeah. haunting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. I might watch it again. It works. Been, I haven't seen it since like, it kind of came out. It works almost, not quite standalone, but yeah, it holds well, up in the really similar to like. Origin story slash Captain side along story. America Winter Soldier, where it's yeah. like, it's more of an espionage film. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed That's it. That's in superhero world. Yeah. But yeah. I like the family dynamic as well. Yeah, it's a good. With David Harper is so the dad. So good. Very good. And the younger sister, Yelena, oh. she steals the show. I'm glad she's still in she really current does. films and that. She does a really good job. Um, that's a tangent. Uh, <laughs> after Shazam. Everyone at home, sorry. Um, uh, we're going to do that. <laughs> the last thing I watched in terms of movies this week, um, because I also watched a lot of FBI Island. I tried. I, c- I can't do it. I'm sorry, guys. You try to keep up. Yeah, because the girls at work were talking about it and I was like, oh, I'll fit as in well with as the me. girls. And um, <laughs> yeah, nah, I can't do it. It's very, if you've seen anything like The Bachelor or, you know, that maths and stuff like that, it's super cringe. Like it is. They're all cringe. But you keep watching for the fact that it is cringe and you just get involved with how stupid they are for making the decisions nah, it they do. just made me angry. Oh, yeah, okay. It just kept going. It's angry. Like, so stupid. Yeah, they made very stupid He's decisions. He's the F-boy. They're all F-boys. Yeah. But then, yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know yet. We'll see who wins. There's only like two eps left. <laughs> <laughs> so the last movie that I watched out was Rebel Without a Cause from 1955, starring James Dean, Natalie Wood, and Sal Minio. Manio? I don't know. I can't really pronounce his last name. James Dean and Natalie Wood were really good in it, though. Yeah, this was stunning. 1955, um, Cinemascope colorization. It takes place in LA. Kid comes to town. He's basically a troublemaking team from other towns. Uh, supposed to have a clean slate, but the, the kids of the new town, LA, and that just don't, don't really get along with him. They kind of bully him and that. Anyway, he gets challenged by the cool kid Buzz. Yeah, they have a fight. Yeah, Griffith Observatory. I've yeah, seen they have a, they have a fight with a knife fight because he's like, I don't want any trouble. Don't want any trouble. Yeah. and they basically corner him, like hand him a knife a and like switchblade. Yeah, so they have a bit of a knife fight. Anyway, he kind of gets one over on Buzz, but then Buzz is like, All right, let's do a drag race. So he agrees to that because he doesn't want to keep getting bullied. He wants to kind of prove himself um, during the race. He ends up winning, but the issue is the whole drag race is they're drag- racing along. They're supposed to jump out of the car before it gets to the cliff face because it's near a cliff face where water is and that. It shows that James Dean's character, Jimmy, is fine. He gets out. 
jumps out of the car and the car stops by the end. Uh, Buzz's his his jacket like thing on his jacket gets caught on the door, mm-hmm. so he can't open the door or get out. So Buzz goes over the cliff, oh. ends up dying. I have not. I've only seen bits of it. It's I really full, need to watch like, it. Like for 1955, it was really good. And so Jim's conflicted about. The fact that he's involved with this death of this other teenager, he comes to his parents and he's has issue with his parents the whole time. He wants to come clean to his parents, and the parents are like, "No, no, you know, you're just doing the right thing and stuff." And like he's like, "No, we should be, we should be going to police and doing the right thing." He's just trying to really prove himself. Like, like I'm not a terrible person. No. Like I'm just doing these things to kind of just make my life easier. And then yeah, he kind of has an out with his parents. That's the whole rebel without a cause thing. He has um, he makes friends with the troubled kid at school who's played by Sal. His name's Plato. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of got issues. You kind of catch him at the start of the – because the first scene is all three of those characters in separate rooms at the police station with their issues for why they're there. The first one, like, he's like – Sal's character is in there for – like killing animals with a gun. Oh, like it's a BB very gun dark. Yeah, or? yeah. Like I think a BB gun. Yeah. Um, and then the guy's like, "Why do you? Why did you shoot him?" He's like, oh, "I don't know." Just doesn't really have an answer. So he's super troubled from the start. Anyway, he kind of yeah. Something happens towards the end. I won't say if you're going to watch it. I will watch it. It's on my list. Like but genuinely. Yeah. No. Yeah. Jim, Jim tries to be the good guy towards the end. I thought it was fantastic. I would watch that again it, for a 1955. Movie, it looks stunning, and yeah, no, it's got a lot of um, you know, LA kind of shots. A lot of it takes place during the Griffith Observatory, and it's it's good because during that fight scene and, and there's other scenes there, when you're looking out over LA in 1955, and you're just like, wow, <laughs> it's <laughs> so so different to what it is now. It looks like just a country town, yeah, it, down off it's the crazy. off the hill there. Okay, they're it, they're not hills. Okay, it's. Basically mountainous. I know. It's quite up I'll tell you because I got lost. You've been there. You've been lost in the mountains there. (laughs) Genuinely. That's a story for not this podcast. (laughs) No, no. I've heard about it separately. It's uh, it's funny though. Yeah. So they're the three movies I watched and a little bit of uh, F Boy Island, but uh, it was a bit of a quiet week for me for movies actually. I watched one more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I watched The Perks of Being a Wallflower. I have seen it before. It's, like, been a, it's been a many a year though. Yeah, it came out in about 2012. Yeah. So I would have been maybe 14, 15. Yeah. Kind of the same age as um, Logan Lerman's character, Charlie. Yeah, okay. And I don't think I've seen it since I was in high school. And yeah, I remember. I haven't seen it since it came out either. Like I loved it. Loved it so much. And then eventually like I read the book and everything. Yeah. But I was like, oh, maybe it's just one that felt special because I was a mm. teenager. And I watched it again last like, night. No. It holds up. Yeah. But like, oh, it's so devastating. Yeah. And I'd forgotten Melanie Linsky's in it as the aunt. I've forgotten that too. I don't remember not, her being in there. She's not a, like, the aunt's not a great character. Yeah. Um, In terms of, like, morally. Okay, I need to Do watch it again. Do you remember it? No, on, uh, honestly, I, it's a blur besides the part where Emma Watson's, like, hanging out the top of the car. For heroes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the biggest part I remember. Yeah, um, so basically, look, I'm going to spoil it. If you haven't. Watched already, like skip ahead for a second. Yeah, um, just a minute or yeah, two. Yeah, basically he idolizes his aunt the whole time and he always talks about his aunt being his favorite person yeah. and she died getting him a present for his yeah, like, okay. I don't know, maybe eighth birthday. And then you find out at the end, because he has a bit of a mental breakdown, mm. that his aunt had been sexually abusing him. Oh, that's time. right. He's suppressing it, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, and he has that breakdown. And that's Melanie Linsky. And right. you're like, oh, it's so dark that's for her. Brutal. Like she plays yes, dark, I do remember but... That. It's a different darkness in yeah. that one, yeah. Yeah. 
Has it got Mae Whitman in it mm-hmm. too? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and um, Ezra Miller as well, who's not yeah. too hot right now. No, he, uh, they are not doing nah. too well in the. But in that film, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so no, good look, in that film. Yeah, he's, he, they are very good in that film. Um, okay, I think it's time to move on to a bit of trivia. Yay. We're gonna do the questions again, and I think you should ask me first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think we did this one. You just did shuffled we? them. I saw you do it. I'm going to ask you, and if we've already done it, we'll just cut it out. Okay. In the film Ghost, the couple is seen creating what type of art together? We haven't done it, and it is the pottery yep. making. Yeah, I watched that with my mother. That was weird. Oh, that would have been disturbing. Yeah, because she used to be like, oh, yeah, Patrick Swayze, like, you know. Oh, well, he was a heartthrob back then. And then, then I like, watched it with her, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to. Okay. Oh. Yeah, so I do remember. That's very iconic. Mm. Yeah. Him okay. and Demi Moore. Like, it's great, but. Yeah, it's a good film. But I wouldn't watch it with my mum. so awkward. No. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. This is really funny that these have been shuffled. And I'm going to ask you this. Patrick Swayze is best <laughs> known for lifting a girl above his head in what film? Dirty Dancing. Yes, correct. You got it. <laughs> I was like, these aren't just the Patrick Swayze <laughs> questions. If it's the third one, we've got something wrong here. Um, after which movie did the sale of pet rats increase rapidly? I'm going to assume Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not going to make your food for you. I'm <laughs> sorry, it's not. Little puppy, puppy master. I think the same thing happened for Finding Nemo, when everyone wanted a clownfish. Yeah, because all it all um and they're obviously all drains lean to the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I was really disappointed when Dad wouldn't let me flush our multiple fish down the toilet. <laughs> and I say multiple because my sister and I kept being like, Dad, can we have like More? they die? We like another goldfish, please. And then he no, wouldn't no. let us flush it. No. But his reason was it's inhumane. And I'm like, Dad, it's they're already dead. Dead. It's dead. Yeah. <laughs> In which film is a time machine made from a telephone box? What? Which film? In which film is a time machine made from a telephone box? You might have seen it. It's an older one. Okay, hang on. We're going to time travel. Yep. Time travel. Telephone box. I don't know. All I can think of is bloody Doctor Who and it's not that. It's not. That's because a, it's that's a TV a show and box. it's not great. Yep. Well, that's going to be decisive yeah, for a few well, people. Yeah, well, look, it's not my thing. It's not my thing either, but I know a lot of people that like it. Look, so do I. Uh, the answer is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yeah, I'm, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, really? Okay, I've seen the first one. Okay, I so we're seen not, the second one. We're both doing half Well, then. there's a third one. Face, yeah. Face the Music. You can't get the second one on DVD. I've looked. Oh, okay. Fun fact. Oh. For anyone at home. Do I get to do another one? Yeah. I'm up to the third one now for me. Who played park owner John Hammond in Jurassic Park? It is Sir David Attenborough's brother. Yes, it is. Also, awkward thing. Um, my high school music name. teacher once said she'd leave her husband for him. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. Is it Richard? Yeah. It's it Richard. Richard. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I've got, I've got to think three out of three. You're doing well. I? I did well. This is your last one. Uh-oh. What is the name of the anthemic dance near the beginning of the Rocky Horror Picture Show? It's a time warp. You got it. Yeah. 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 It's actually interesting because wherever these trivia things are coming from, we've been doing them at work mm. and um, I've also been winning these questions. So, <laughs> Okay, it's the same pile. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it. Um, I'm going to say I haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. Picture Show. <gasps> okay, I have a copy. I'm going to lend it to you. Okay. It's not like – I think it's on what, something. It's not my favourite well. musical, but God, is it iconic. Oh, look, that's that's yeah. why I still want to watch it because it is very iconic. Like it, it holds up. Also, Tim Curry, amazing. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. Susan Sarandon, amazing. Yeah, I love her too. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then everyone else, incredible. It's just one of those things. It's yet again Who's the guy one in of it? those things I haven't. I feel like it's someone to. I should know, but I don't. Anyway. There's a lot of people in it. 
It's really good. Yeah, but I mean like the husband yeah. that plays Brad. We're going to do the news? Alrighty. Yeah. So all of the Avatar films have once again been delayed. So we've got Avatar 3, <laughs> December 19, 2025. Avatar mm-hmm. 4, December 21, 2029. And Avatar 5, December 19, 2031. Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. This is just getting really out of hand. I'm sorry, but like I'm fine with the Avatar movies. I'm not like a huge fan or a lover of them in any way. No, you called me after you watched the second one and had a rant for about half an hour. Yeah, look, story-wise, I think it's awful. Visually, it's really impressive. Really impressive. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Is it, it's Zoe Solander that's in them. Yeah. yeah. Did you see her she article was like, from this I'm week? I'm going to be I was 26. Yeah, yeah. I was 26 or something when I first did the first one mocap. <laughs> She's going to be over 50 when the th- fifth one comes out. It's ridiculous. It's mental. They've got kid characters in them now. Like yeah. in the second one, they've got teenagers. Well, they filmed a lot of their stuff already. Then what are we waiting for? <laughs> Why are we waiting 10 years? Yeah, Jim Cameron, we already waited 10 years for the other one. <laughs> yeah. Let's wrap this up, please. Like, is it, do you think, to create hype? Like they, if they pump them out, it won't make as much money. It won't. Yeah, but. Have 20, that anticipation. 2031? Yeah, that's eight years from now. Oh, my God. So many years. So they delayed the third one, I'm guessing, by a year, right? Like, so it was supposed to be 2024. It's now a year later, 2025. That's still so long. If they've got most of the stuff filmed already, what are they pushing back? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you. Avatar's an interesting one. People hate it or love it. Yeah. I'm weirdly indifferent. Yeah. It's an odd boat to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we'll move on. I've got a lot to say about Avatar. <laughs> okay, so Emily Blunt has shared an update on the Edge of Tomorrow sequel. She has a quote, well, I would love to do another one. I don't know when and I don't know how, but I would love to do it and I don't know if my back could take it. So at this moment, that's the most recent thing on Edge of Tomorrow sequel. It's been in the pre-production works for quite a while, you know, development hell for films. So obviously someone's asked her, you're going to be involved. Is it coming out? What's going on? At the moment, there is really no answer, but it's still in the pipeline. I'm guessing it's going to wait till Tom Cruise finishes up his many, many movies to do with Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it will come out in the next couple of years. I liked the first one. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. My cousin worked on it, so he's like, you have to see it. Yeah, okay. Um, so I got to see some of his like iPhone footage of him helping Tom Cruise do some of his stunts. It was kind yeah. of cool. That would have been actually really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently he's... Like a cool guy to work with in terms of stunts. Couldn't like, talk on him in any other He loves his stunts. We know that. But yeah, no, I have seen it. I didn't love it. No? I was quite young when I watched it. Okay. So I kind of think watch it again now that you're older and have a different appreciation mm. for it. Um, loved Emily Blunt in it. Yeah, she was fantastic. I, I liked her aspect of it. God, thought, she's going to have to get ripped again for it though. Jesus. Yeah, she was for this. She was for Far that one. Out. The first one. Yeah, well, they'll give her time. So she, <laughs> when her back might not take it. <laughs> it might not. Yeah. Yeah, that was a while ago they did that one. Like uh, I think it was yeah, t- I was in 40, high school, 2014 so 2014ish, I think it came out 2015. Yeah, it probably would have been about 2015. Then. So it's come up to 8 years already. They might do a 10 year kind of time jump with it because it's a time loop movie. Yeah. So they might do something to do with time. I don't know. We'll see. I'm keen. I'm keen to see. I'm it. I'm very keen. So they're doing a um live action Bambi. It's still very much in development <laughs> at the moment. Uh, but they're talking about having Sarah Polly direct it, and she did um, Women Talking. She was up for an Oscar yeah. 
for that one, so, for the most recent look, one. Look, I'm not really I – I mean, I don't really want to watch Bambi's mother get killed in live action, but All sure. All I saw was the meme that yeah. was um, – was it Lisa Kudrow in green screen with a gun you. next yeah. to her? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, if you're not online, get online and see the meme for Bambi's mother getting shot. It's in green screen. It's very funny because <laughs> that's what they're going to do. But we love animals, like genuinely. No, actually. generally, yeah. Just it's it's just because serious, But also movie. it's bloody hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, uh, well, they're doing all the Disney's in a live action form or another, God, which most stop. of it's like half CGI, half real life, like Lion King. So I'm going to imagine it's like that. I had a customer once ask me, cause we sell DVDs in my job and he, and they're like, can I have the, the real Lion King? I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean the, the real one? You know, the one with real lions. And I was like, they're not oh, real lions. They just break it look real CGI. Well, it's, I mean, the one she wanted definitely looks more real than the animated one. Yeah. But I mean, comparing to a real lion, like, <laughs> it's not going to be it. The meerkat was not friends with Look, lion. they don't actually speak. I don't know if you know, these animals don't talk <laughs> in real life. They didn't train them. <laughs> it is CGI. Uh, uh, some of the customers. Look. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, there has been a promotional shot of Captain America 4, uh, 4 released this week. Um, it did get a name change to, I'm pretty sure it's like Brand New World now or Brave New World. We'll see. And instead of New World Order as like the mm-hmm. um, tagline. Uh, the shot shows uh, Harrison Ford's character having a chat to Mackie's character in a production tent. So this photo kind of alludes to what Harrison Ford's character will be doing in the film. Uh, he's wearing black tattered and ripped shorts uh, when he's sitting down in the production tent. And this would align very well with uh, the character that he's playing in this um, that turns into Red Hulk in the comics. And obviously with Hulk characters, they rip, rip their pants when they turn back and forth. Yeah. I didn't them. even know that um, Harrison Ford was going to be in them. That's how much I've checked out of yeah, Marvel films He's taking over point. from um, a previous actor who passed away recently. Oh, okay. Um, his character's been in it for a few films. He's that like um, a captain character. I'm going to look him up while we're talking right now. I feel like... Um, now that you've said it, maybe I know who you're talking about without remembering a single thing about it. I, I just want to get who the actor is as we're looking it up. Because he, he's really good. Should I go on to the next one while we're waiting? Yes, or? yes. Yeah, so Elemental, the new Disney film, earns $11.8 million in the film's domestic opening day. Um, it's the lowest in Pixar's history. And to that I say, maybe you should have advertised it. That's a good one. Because, because I didn't see any advertising I for am, this except for on Disney Plus itself. Yeah. And like, what a shame. Like, stop, don't, like, if you're going to make a movie, It's unfortunate because it. I only knew about it because I'm kind of in the world of looking at movies that yeah. I kind of even heard about this. Um, but in terms of promotional material, nothing. No, I had nothing to like whatsoever. watch the trailer today because I realized I hadn't actually seen it because it's not popped up on anything. Well, I didn't know when it was coming out. No. And it's just like... I, like I watched the trailer and it looks quite good. I don't know if it's going to be like groundbreaking. Mm. It's sort of similar to Soul or um, Inside Out in, you know, yeah. how it sort of feels thematically. But it looks cute as hell. Like I'll, I'll watch it. It reminds me of Inside Out a yeah. little bit. But like if you're going to make a film, don't not promote it and then be like, it didn't do well. Like but give I it think a chance. The issue with a lot of the Disney Pixar stuff is, and a lot of their other stuff at the moment is everyone will go, Meh, I'm not like throwing myself into a cinema to see this like wildly quick. You know what I mean? Like, so people are just going to wait till it's on Disney Plus. And that's and a then shame. And that's when they'll catch it because it's like, oh, 
cool. I can just see it there. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I 100% do that with films now yeah, that I don't so do I, really like, care about. Yeah. But when it's stuff that, like, families can go to and make it a thing, like, the best thing was going to the cinemas as a kid and getting to watch these, like, movies. Yeah. And it was the experience of being in the cinema not watching it at home, which I still did a bunch of, but yeah. it's different. Movies are always better in a cinema. There's no doubt about like it. that's the whole point. That's the whole point. It's an experience and also it's just better. Um, I do have a callback. Uh-huh. So the character's name is Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, um, Captain Ross. Captain yep. Ross. And it was initially portrayed by William Hurt, who passed away in oh, March okay. 2022. So that's why Harrison is taking over the role. It would have been William Hurt. Mm-hmm. But he's sadly passed away. And, yeah, Thunderbolt Ross is Red Hulk. Right. So, okay, cool. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes in uh, Brave New World in Captain America 4. Yeah, look, I'll probably check it out. I don't mind the Captain America ones. I think they're quite good. Yeah, it's I think they're more... some of the series, like in the MCU, they're the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Thor's kind of dropped the ball with the most recent one. Yeah, apparently – no, I won't say that. We're trying to keep it G-rated. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just think they just – they try to back up what um, – Ragnarok had with the new one. And that was special. It was just special because it was different. And then you try and do the same thing twice. It's just not going to – lightning in a bottle. Mm. And I think I've heard when they do the fifth one, because there is apparently a fifth one oh, somewhere down the track um, pre-planned, they're going to go back and make it a little bit funny but a more serious than it has been. I think you have to. you got to find that balance. Yeah, Ragnarok had a sweet spot. It did because the first two, it struggled. It was very serious. It wasn't a – you know. No. It wasn't standout-ish. So you've got to find that balance between overdoing it and not. What else you got for us, Shannon? Um, I have the first promotional shots for Netflix's Avatar The Last End, uh, Airbender has been released uh, this week along with a trailer for Netflix's um, One Piece mm, just dropped. I saw that today. Well, I haven't seen the trailer, but yeah. I watched the – had a look at the promotional shots. Yeah, so have, have a look at the promotional shots. They're all over kind of like all the – you know, news websites for, for movies and stuff, and IGN has them too. Um, check out the trailer for One Piece. I watched a little bit of it. I'm not into One Piece, as in I just haven't read it or anything like yep. that or watched the anime or anything, but it looks to betray pretty closely to what I've seen of the characters. Okay. I'm in, like, I don't, I'm not really into it, but I'll, no. I'm interested in checking it out. I also, did see a bit of controversy actually for Avatar. I don't know if you saw mm, it. I don't know about the um, controversy. Yeah, so the photos, I was like, oh, they look cool. They look yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, one of the characters, I think it's the guy that's playing soccer. Yeah. Um, not Ang, and it's not the guy with the scar on his eyes. Yeah. So it's whoever is the other one. So, yeah. Um, apparently, he lied about being um like native. Oh, because they were trying yeah. to yeah get the right um yeah like properly lied yeah. about it, and people have like been like, oh, oh is he part of like the actual. Yeah, and they're like Community. this tribe, and yeah. they're like, nope, nope. I think it's going to be a so, lot better than what they did with the M Night Shyamalan live action was film. It? So oh, Shyamalan. It was, it was I know Shyamalan. it was bad. It was awful. I've only heard bad things from it's, everyone. It's not good. It's not good. There's a meme going around where it's um a thing from Family Guy where they got the two DVDs together, yeah. and it's like, don't you dare have that DVD touch the <laughs> DVD even, and it's got the the anime version and the live yep. action together. Don't you dare touch them together. So it's it's not received very well. Did you ever watch the um the car- like cartoon? I got two seasons out of three, and I yeah, and look, I love it. It is very it's good. Beloved. I just haven't got around to finishing. No, the like third I watched season. it as a kid, yeah. but I think I watched it a lot in parts because you know you're a kid and it yeah, just, it's on, exactly. so you watch it. Yeah, and I kind of liked it, and I went to try and rewatch it a couple of years ago, but unfortunately, it's not really my thing. And I hate to say it because I wanted oh, really? it, I, I wanted it to be my thing. I thought it was pretty good, and I just wasn't. Maybe I just didn't want to watch animated stuff. I don't know, but I couldn't get into it, and I was kind yeah. of 
was kind of upset at myself for like not loving it, but I lo- really love the um the fire team like tribe's uncle character. I, I'm gonna be honest, fire I don't Nation. know the yeah fire nation. I don't know. I don't know the names off the top of my head. the The uncle character is really like endearing. Like, yeah, he just supports the the other character really well. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he's really good. So I'll see what they do with the Avatar mm-hmm. Netflix version. Who's casting that? How it goes? Because I think it'll be a lot better than live action. Movie. I mean. It has to, right? Can't be worse. Yeah. So in the last bit of news, um, Linda Hamilton is joining Stranger Things for season five. We don't know who she's playing, but she is joining. Very interested by this. Mm, Very interested. Apparently there's not a whole lot of new characters being introduced this season just because it's- It's getting towards the end. It's It's too too late. It's too late. So it'll be interesting to see what they play. There's a lot of speculation online. I saw one thing about maybe it's someone trying to get Elle. Potentially, yeah. And then I had sort of another one being like, maybe it's one of- like maybe it's Steve's mum or maybe Steve's it's Robin's mum. I'd be happy with all of that. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, just yes to any more, Hamilton. Any more dynamic of Steve and Robin as well. Oh, my we, favourites. We need more we uh, need material. More. Yeah. Just us, yeah. us too. We need more material to work off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we've, we've overworked what we've got already. We have. I really want to dress up in the... Um, Sailor outfits? Yeah, together at some point. I wanted to buy them one Halloween and then I never re- did. We really need to. We should do it. We wanted to do that. We want to do Last of Us as well. Yeah. Because I think we both kind of match the characters, or at least looks in Last of Us. Yeah, I look 12. <laughs> you look 12 and I look like an old Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'd probably pull it off. I could probably. I've got the beard now too. So Keep growing it. I'm going to. It's going to be grey. Oh, he's old. I'm getting old now. Okay, so I think we've actually gotten to the part where we're on to the main topic. We should get into it. Yeah, we're fine for time. So the main topic is the live-action 2002-2004 Scooby-Doo movies starring Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Linda Edna Edna Cardellini, and Matthew Lillard. And uh, it's directed by Raja Gosnell in both of those. And actually, the screenplay is by James Gunn. Yeah, who later became known for Guardians, but I still find... For me, it's always going to be Scooby-Doo. It's always Scooby-Doo for James Gunn. I just think, honestly, I couldn't imagine it it turning out the way it did without James Gunn writing it. No. And, like, I've read, I think it's, like, the first two versions of the script that are completely different from what ended up in the film. They were a lot more adult-themed than what turned out on screen. Very much James Gunn. Yes, exactly. He, if I wish they let him get away with what he wanted, the vision of... Yeah, the adult even Scooby-Doo. just even if it wasn't completely and just a little bit more. Yeah, I think like it, just lean into it a little bit heavier than he did get away with still trying to lean into it. But yeah, I, I, I wish they did allow him to lean into it because yeah, the potential there, which we've seen a lot of on the deleted scenes of the DVD. Yeah, uh, there's a few um, scenes that were cut out of the film. There were definitely a lot more adult themes. Like there's mm-hmm. one where Velma Velma's character ends up getting drunk. I love that. Uh, and getting up on the top of a piano and singing singing a song. Yeah, what is the song? I'm pretty sure she takes her sweater off. Yeah, so that didn't make it, I don't think, into the deleted scenes, but you can find it. Like, Yeah, it's, it's on a TV spot. Yeah. So when they were promoting the film, it was on a TV spot, which is like the, one of those 10-second things that's on yeah, TV. Yeah, that's hilarious that out. that's the TV spot. The TV spot is her just like not wearing the sweater on top of the piano, which is completely cut from yeah, the film. Yeah, she thinks that she gets drunk, um, but she's not drunk. She's not. It's, it's like placebo. And, um, yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a comment of that mm-hmm. in the deleted scenes that there's no alcohol yeah, in there's this. no alcohol. <laughs> and um, yeah, she ends up singing this love song to both Daphne and Freddie. Yeah. They're on the house. It's so nice good. Nice sweater. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's the best line. Yeah, it, if you watch the cut, 
that's in the film, in the in the actual film, watch when it's cut from the scene just prior. I think she's just getting the drinks. Then it cuts to the the bald guy with the tattoos yep. finishing up the song and he's looking away as if someone's on the piano and then everyone else is really, really clapping the end of the song and like um, Scooby-Doo whistles. So the lead up before and after is still in there. It's very obvious. Yeah, it's, it's just cool. cut out. Cut anyway, out. we really just dove in real quick. Um, if you've not seen this film, please, for the love of God, yeah, go watch it. Like just ex- Nadia. We just expected you I'm to have seen it. I'm talking to you. I know you don't listen to this podcast yet, but when mm. you do, Nadia, watch this film. Go and watch it, please. So as of I think this week or this month or something, you just turned 21 years old. So one, that's terrifying for me. It's terrifying for me. That I uh, grew up. This is my t- this is my childhood movie, as you would have heard on the f- initial episode of What's My Favourite Films, Scooby-Doo. It's because it's got such a nostalgia kick to that first film. It's yeah. my first DVD. Really? I played it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I watched it with cast commentary because – one, I loved it so much, and two, I wanted more of it. So I, I don't hear what they said. Remember the first time I watched the first one, mm. um, because it came out in two thousand and two. So I would have been four. Yeah. So I'm not actually sure now, re- like reading that, if my first introduction to Scooby Doo in general was mm. this, or if it was like the old um, Hanna Barbera like um, animated shows. But mm. I just remember loving it in any like any way I could get Scooby Doo. I was like, yep, yeah, I love Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yeah, do you did you go to the cinemas to see this one? I believe I did. I can't remember the cinema experience. I just remember mostly whenever I had um, school holidays and whatnot. Mm-hmm. This is what I'd watch pretty much each day. I'd just get up and put this on because I'd be like, oh, I'm not doing anything. I'm not going anywhere. Chuck on the movie. I have a fun question for you. Yeah. Um, and I, it's a two parter. Yeah. Okay. When you were like a little kid watching it, when I say little, this came out when I was twelve. You're still little. You're I'm, twelve. I'm, I'm, okay. Yeah. Prepubescent. When you were prepubescent. <laughs> yeah. Who did you see yourself in the most and has that changed now that you're like Um, At the time, definitely Shaggy because I think I was just a bit of a clumsy kid. I don't think I was Freddy because I don't think I was a leader kind of as a kid slash teenager. That didn't happen. I wasn't a leader. You're a leader now. (laughs) I'm a leader now. To a few idiots. I'm a leader of some people, (laughs) Um, whether they want it or not. (laughs) <laughs> but no, I think Shaggy was the character I um, connected to the most. Also, he had a dog. He had a dog. I wanted a dog. Yeah, I just think it was cool. He had his own um, van that he alluded to getting high inside. Yeah, that's. I like that they added. They managed that to was sneak also that in. in. There. Yeah. yeah, talk about toasted. And yeah. there's just smoke yeah. coming out of the top of the van. And they're eating they're a eat- lot of random. Eggplant burger. A burger. <laughs> a burger. So, yeah, there's a little adult joke chucked in there. That's but cool. Yeah, like he's he's kind of a hero character, but he's also a huge scaredy cat as well. I thought it was really cool because I'm not very good like with horror. Like Scoob. Like Scoob Zoinks. Zoinks. <laughs> um, uh, it was filmed all and around Queensland. Yeah, Tangaluma. Right where we are. Tangaluma, Mount Tambourine, mm-hmm. and the uh, studios at Warner Brothers. Again, I'm taking you. We're going one day. As long as it's not broken, I will do yeah, the Yeah, well, we have to look into it first because that's the only reason I'm going. Yeah, like it's the only reason a lot of people go. Yeah, and we're dragging you on it. You will love it. Yeah. You're like, ah, look, it's happening. Oh, I would go on it again and again. Um, that's all we're doing all day. Yeah. We're going to so, fast pass. Yeah, so it was filmed at Tangaluma. It's definitely obvious it's the Tangaluma dock that's just been decked out with a lot of different. Um, I've never sp- been to Tangaluma, sp- but I don't oh, want to go. I've been there once. It's, Why would uh, I go now? 
it's not Spooky, it's not Island, Spooky Island, Island. Spooky Island anymore. Um, and a lot of yeah, apparently the the rainforest scenes that when they're riding like the quad bikes and that um, scene where they got the fire and the projection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were out in the um, rainforest during those scenes. So it wasn't on the island; it was out at the Mount Tambourine. They do area. a lot of tambourine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty nice area as well. So that was cool seeing seeing that and seeing the Brisbane Airport in there as well for mm-hmm. that scene. Yeah, they didn't. If anyone hasn't seen the cast commentary, they um didn't turn off the PAs, uh, yeah, so, so it would every- just disrupt filming all the time with like, bing bong, flight, blah blah blah, is oh, boarding yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, that was funny to hear about that. And apparently, a heap of Raja Gosnell's kids are just in the background. Apparently, he has a ton like, of them. Yeah, apparently, because as Sarah Michelle Geller was t- saying that they all had like these huts on the island. But they all had generators, but because Raja had so many kids and they had all showers and that before everyone else, they ran out of power because of all the kids. I know, I love that. None of them had a hot showers because no. this tribe of children <laughs> was using it before they could. Yeah, I don't think Sarah Michelle Geller really liked Tangaluma too oh, much no. from the sounds of it. She does not talk about it fondly. No, well, in her contract, apparently for the never second to go film, back. it was never to go back to Tangaluma. So she did not like Australia too much, I don't think. Well, not so much Australia, but like filming in that location. Yeah, it seemed. I don't think it was very high budget. I think all the budget went to like other things because it was still 84, 84 million. Mm. It was still eighty four million, and it ended up making two hundred eighty one million the first film, which oh, was like it's so good, pretty high. Yeah, pretty high for a Scooby Doo film, <laughs> which we'll speak about later for the second one. It didn't make as much. It made one hundred eighty something, one hundred ninety million, which is a little ninety million less than it made on the first film. Which is why the fir- third film that was planned. Was cancelled. We got robbed. I didn't know that was a thing until today. No, I know. I I knew they were, did plan a third one. I didn't know to the degree that you kind of wrote in the notes here. It was yeah, apparently. How, how far along it was. If anyone was curious, the mystery gang were going to go to Scotland and investigate a series of monster attacks, only to discover that the monsters were victims and were being controlled by an evil human, which would have forced Scooby and Shaggy to confront their own prejudice, prejudices about monsters. Um, a bit deep. But yeah, that is quite deep. Yeah. And that one was uh, going to be directed by James Gunn too. So they actually were going to get him to helm it. It would have been a different world if he ended up f- doing the third Scooby-Doo. He might, you not have, might not have got Guardians. I wouldn't have been mad. Oh, it would have been in, oh, well, more Scooby-Doo for I'd me. I'd take I Scooby-Doo over that. Guardians. I'm that. sorry. What was your favourite moment from the first film? That's a really – that's a hard one. It's a hard question, like, right? I, I don't know if I have a favourite moment. Is it just all of it? I think I just love all, <laughs> all of, of it, it. yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have like a singular moment. I think I just yeah, okay. that whole film. Like the, I could maybe say that for the second one. Like there's a few moments yeah, that are better, I think but that's the first one was just so strong. Like the whole way through that, it's really hard to pick mm. a singular moment and be like that one. There's my favorite. I got to agree with you. I think I think as a kid, actually, now I'm just remembering. There's pockets of moments for the, me though. The weird, well, not weird, but as a child, it was weird. Mm. Um, the guy that does all the voodoo rituals. I remember that bit sticking out when he's talking to Daphne. Ta-una. Yeah. Yeah, Ta-una. And he's like giving her giving yeah. her stuff and be like, don't go to the smart little one. Oh no, yeah. that guy, the one that's on yeah. the dead Anuki beast. Yeah, and he's like, Don't go to the <laughs> yeah. he's about to sacrifice chicken. And he's yeah. like, Don't go up there. That and she's like, I'm alive. gonna go up there. <laughs> I think that as a kid. He's not a smart out. little girl. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, he was, was really good. I thought his little scene he only has two scenes, but he's it each time it's fantastic. He sells them. I love when uh, Sarah Michelle Geller's Daphne goes, they see him again on the beach the second time. And she's like, no, no, I got this. I got this. Hey, what you doing? And then yeah. Melba just goes, yes, 
that is masterful. <laughs> it was really awesome. I loved it. I love Velma's character a lot. I love Lottie, she's like Linda so Cardellini's good Velma. As a Velma. Yeah. She's perfect Velma. Yeah. It like, she just carries all of the beats. Perfect just beats so as good. Velma. Yeah. And yeah. Like the, um, the want to be included in yeah. the group, um, the vulnerability, the ambiguity and sexuality. Yeah. That's definitely that. in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there was a cut kiss scene. Yeah. So did you read about that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, so no, oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently when the body swap scene happens towards the No, I said you that, so I did, yes. Yes, yeah, you did. It's been um, a weird 24 hours. <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah, that part where they're um, swapping bodies and then they go back into alignment. Apparently uh, Daphne and Velma wouldn't go into back into alignment and they had to kiss to make them go back. So it was very – that was during the adult version of it, but they filmed it anyway. It was a definitely – We were robbed. We were Velma's for the what is what do the kids say? What is it the the girls gays and days? Oh, oh. that's what the kids say. Girls gays and days. Yep. I love um, Velma Lin- Linda Cardellini. Yeah. Is it Linda Cardellini I like, but Velma's for the yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. the difference there yeah yeah I think now it's like she belongs to us and I'm yeah. sorry no that's fair enough but you can have Velma but I'll have Linda Cardellini but also like you can have her because like you're one of the good ones I'm one of the good ones yeah okay we'll share. <laughs> I hate you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Yeah, I think my – I really like the allusions to, like, adult jokes. Like, it's on the plane as well, like, um, when they first meet Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary Jane. Shaggy goes, that is, like, my favourite name. name. And you're just like, oh, yeah, it's on the nose, but I get it. It's fine. It's it's the stuff like that that you just – goes over your head as a child. Yeah. And And you're like, okay, that's fine. You're like, oh, man, I I love this. Isla Fisher was really good as mm-hmm. Mary Jane. Um, looks completely different to what Isla Fisher. I know it's hard. Looks like with the that redhead. Well, yeah, so they gave her a they gave her a proper tan. Like she was definitely spray tan for the mm-hmm. whole film, and then they dyed her hair blonde. Um, now the reason why they dyed her hair blonde is because Daphne, Sarah Michelle Gellar, they couldn't have two characters with red hair, so they dyed her hair blonde. And she was really unknown at the time. Yeah, no one. She no one like, really knew. She was, yeah, they they say in the cast commentary. Like she's going to be a she's yeah, gonna be a hit. Everyone's going to know her yeah, name. Yeah, apparently she flew out from Perth over to LA to do the screen test or screen something. test or the casting audition. She gets over there. It's like a 20-hour flight plus. She, it's horrible. She does it. She gets the part that day and they fly her back to Perth the next day. Oh, that's so, showbiz. That is showbiz, baby. Um, but what a trooper. That's huge. And, yeah, she, they were – they're all saying that, yeah, she'll probably make it big. And they obviously, Isla Fish is huge. Yeah, she's great in it. Yeah, she's very good. And also Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, he Mr. Is Bean. fantastic in this film. He just adds that different layer he's of so humor. Weird. He's so quirky and weird. When um he's sort of, it's sort of interrogation, but it's it's it seems softer because he doesn't want yeah. Scooby to know that he's kind of oh, interrogating him. Oh, the break him. of character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so well done. <laughs> like the little like bobblehead is like, yeah. That's a hat with a bobbing head. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a cat with a bobbing head. Don't touch it. And then hits his paw. Yeah. yeah it's so And then when like Scooby like looks back at him and it's, it's the, perfect, the exact yeah. Yeah, mirror image of the expression. That was really face. smartly done CGI for that. So good. Really good. I noticed that that photo that's sitting on the bench that is taken from that. That was taken when they're doing the fart scene. Is it? Yeah. That's it's, amazing. It's like a recent photo. They're in the same room that the fart scene takes place. I'm like, okay. So I've been watching him <laughs> for a while. <laughs> it's very, very weird. Uh, and now obviously he turns out to be Scrappy Doo. Yep. Scrappy Doo is the ultimate villain. And I don't know. I've, at the time, I was like, that's a pretty cool reveal. Like, I loved it as a kid. Like, that um, was huge. Scrappy Doo isn't well liked. Very, very unliked on the internet. Puppy powers. Puppy powers. And pee. Oh, he's peeing on me. 
Oh my uh, God, he's peeing on me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and yeah, just having him as the villain, I thought was really smart. It's cool. Yeah. No it's one a, likes him to begin no. with. And uh, he's a misunderstood <laughs> puppy. A little scrappy. He's just got a gland disorder. <laughs> <laughs> He's not oh. even a puppy. Oh, man. <laughs> so I, I thought that was really good. And obviously, yeah, Man in a Mask, which is the real staple of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. So I was like, that was pretty cool. I um, I love that line when Velma and Fred mm. are in the, the spooky mansion. Yep. Along the ride. And he goes, dorky chicks like you turn me on to. <laughs> I'm a man, man of, of substance. substance. Dorky chicks like you turn me on too, And just like slaps her on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and Velma's like, ugh. And um, it's, it's kind of funny in it. She... In this one, mm. at one point, calls Fred Freddy. Freddy, yeah. And then the sequel, Daphne calls Fred Freddy, but they tried not to do that too much because he's, he's his real name. Freddy Prince Jr. Yeah. And that's what took him out. So that's why he's like more Fred in it than he is yeah. Freddy. Yeah. I saw that and the little thing. Yeah. that They didn't want to call him Fred, Freddy, because his name's Freddy and it's actually Fred. That was in the scene where they, they're they trying to save their life with the hooks are coming down yeah. and they're like, oh, pull out the book. It's going to be something in the bookcase. And he's like, Velma, this is a ride. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, got a got better plan, Fred? <laughs> and he goes flying through the when He goes, Fred, Freddy. And they call him Freddy in that scene. because, And that's when she's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know what other scene I love now that it's coming back to me? Mm. Is when, is the dance sequence when they're in the... Oh, yeah, um, in the underground cave. In the underground thing. Just <laughs> drive the bus, drive the bus and back it up. <laughs> just the way that both of them dance as their characters yes. is so spot on. Yeah, if you watch Velma, she's... So awkward, oh, and yeah, just, even Fred's like nails Fred. Yeah, it just <laughs> it's brilliant the way that they do it. Also, talking about stuff that they cut in one mm. of the scripts, there's a joke that like both Daphne and Fred are gay. I seen that, and yeah. um, like with Daphne, it's like whatever. He's just like, if you're not into me, who are you into? Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, but she sort of really goes for his ascots in it. Oh yeah, she she blames the ascot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's, yeah, I saw that. So they filmed that scene too. Did they? Yeah, that was in the little thread that you sent me. Mm. So they actually filmed that part um, at Daphne's door. That was filmed. Well, they have the argument about that. It's a shame how much was shot, but then just didn't make it. It it was a completely different film. They took it to screen tests with parents. And the parents did not like it. Blew up at the fact that there was an adult version of Scooby Doo. They to didn't want their fair. kids seeing this version, so they really Warner Brothers just backflipped and kind of re redid yeah. it all. It was like two thousand and three, so media was yeah. very tame compared to what it is now. Yeah, and especially like with a really big label like Scooby Doo, like Warner of, Brothers, it's one of the big major. And think of the parents at names. that time too, like sort of your parents' generation. Oh yeah, like <laughs> they are. Very much love things being pure. And by pure, I mean their version of what is correct. Don't change the tradition. Yeah. One, they would be mad that they're just rebooting Scooby-Doo in general. Yeah. And then two, it's not pure, very, very like. Family fun. Family friendly. If you change it into an adult joke version of it. Yeah. No, I can see why. But I'm also devastated. If it was made now, it would have been fine. But then I'm like, maybe it shouldn't be made now. You know what I mean? Like if someone other than who made it, made it now like James Gunn and and the whole cast like it just like please don't do that yeah don't make it like that's my nostalgia kick is I'm like, asking I need, for it but I don't want it to I'm happen not. now it wouldn't be what I expected it to be it wouldn't be what no. I wanted and that's when we should probably get on to the second film while we've still got time uh Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed How did, did you see this one at the cinemas I did I did I see this one at the cinemas because I got obsessed with the first one 
I watched it quite a number of times. I remember the trailer coming out for the second one. I was so keen for this to come out. I'd look it up on the internet with my little dial-up modem computer and be like, ooh, can I find out more about it? Just anything like that as like a 13-year-old before it came out. How old were you in – so were you 13 in 2004? I can't remember. No, I mean 14. Okay. Yeah, whatever year it is, I've just – I was seven, yeah. so – I don't remember. Yeah, the trailer you were still for too it. young for it. Um, I don't even remember the first time I saw it. Yeah, I don't think. Like maybe I saw it in school, but I do remember the first time I remember seeing it yeah. was at my dad's place, mm-hmm. and I think my sister liked it more than I did, which is strange, weird. Yeah. I don't know if I'd seen the first. I mean, I yeah. must have, but I don't. I just remember. remember it. I remember the marketing for both films. Like mm-hmm. the first one was Outcast because that song in a million drums. Right. It's the song that they play yeah. as they go into Spooky Island. That was everywhere at the time for the release. And same with the second one. It was Big Brovaz, which is – they were a big rap group at the time. They're not now. No, no one really knows who they are. But that was the some of the songs they had promoting that film. So I really remember that. I just remember watching – I remember bits and pieces of it when they're in, like, the laboratory and all the, like, oh, weird, yeah. like monsters. And I also remember that scene with Linda Cardellini in it. Oh, the red leather dress. It's a cat suit. Yeah. And well, I was yeah. just, I didn't understand it at the time, but I understood it mm. as a like very young child. I was Who's like, your mommy. Yeah. I was like, something's <laughs> happening. I don't know what's it's happening. And I don't understand this, mommy? but it feels, it feels like I shouldn't be allowed to watch this right now. Yeah. But I love. I'm glad they did that. Oh, me too. <laughs> but going off it, like one of my favorite bits is after sort of the, they sort of go on a date type situation. Yeah. At the end of sort of that night, she unzips the cat suit and, and her the little sweater's underneath sweaters it. Inside, and I'm like, which oh. Which uh, that's, you know, her, the real, so her, real hers inside. Yeah. But I just love that. Yeah, the sweater. Yeah, underneath. She's wearing a sweater. Nice sweater. Yeah, I just this one didn't grab me as much as the first one. I think I think the fact that the story wasn't great. Mm-hmm. It wasn't I, I think it was just strong. wasn't as good of a story. I think the, like, thematic story and the stuff that the characters are going through is Almost better than the first one. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's deeper but for that. But the adventure story isn't as strong. Good. Not as good. It's really quite weak, actually, when you look mm. at it. I just didn't love the fact that they turned the suits into real monsters. I just didn't want that. Even though the monsters in the first one, and obviously they took mm-hmm. appearance of real people, I didn't love that hugely supernatural element to it. I just don't. It didn't love it. I. I just like your usual Scooby-Doo's looking for someone, a man in a mask, and there kind of was in this. Like there was. It ends up it was Jonathan Jacobo in the end, Did who they? they thought there was dead, but it was also it was Alicia Silverstone's character uh-huh. as someone else. And I was like, <sighs> Did they didn't love that? Did they have the if it weren't for you meddling kids line in the second yes, one? Did it's they? right at the end. Jonathan Jacobo says it. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel as strong because I don't No, I the first it. one's very iconic. Because it's that first Luna Ghost who says it. And it's um, old man, old man Smithers. Old man Smithers, <laughs> the creepy janitor, <laughs> Pamela Anderson, <laughs> yeah. randomest like um, cameo. So weird, so weird. Loved it though. So yeah, the second one I didn't love as much. I think the um, I didn't right really understand the um, the clothing choices. Like no, the costume design less, was really weird. Less like traditional, yeah, cartoon comic. Like, very two thousand and four. Yeah, like they were still retro, in their colors. Modern, but, yeah, it was. Yeah. Although I did love at the end, well, towards the end, Freddie's in like a, I think they're like baseball t-shirts. You yes. know, the ones that are. He says 76 but, on um, his Coolsville. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still his own merch because Freddie's still wearing their own merch. Of course. And I love yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's Freddie. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I think in, no, no, you're good. I think in this one, the story I loved the most was, it's like a sort of a two-part. It was like Velma's stuff that she had going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. 
just in terms of like Linda Cardellini plays emotional stuff really well. Yeah. So it was strong. But then also the stuff with Scoob and Shaggy where they just like Yeah, they just didn't want to be screw ups. They're like, Oh, we don't want to be screw ups anymore. Group screw ups because yeah. they wanted to help solve the mystery by themselves to prove that they should be in the gang. I thought it was quite good. I think their stuff little, was good. That little emotional beat before um Velma gives them the disc yeah. thing. The thing they're trying to get back into the um, cave. And she has this little bit where she's like, no, I always wanted to be like you guys. You guys are like my yeah. heroes. And I'm like, oh. oh that's really nice. Because, yeah. Because I guess, you know, Freddie and, and um Daphne are sort of like, I mean, they're all losers because yeah. they're a group of people that go around <laughs> and advance something. Clearly mysteries. adults at this point solving mysteries. Yeah, <laughs> but they're the... Of the group in yeah. their world, they are the they're the the popular kids. They're the it couple. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the other three are the kind of geeks. So yeah. As much. Yeah. I like the scene at the start where they're all kind of like they're coming to the museum, but they're all kind of celebrities, and they all, everyone's there to see them. It's really funny that it's like this. He just Shaggy just sniffs the air, and then goes, "Hey!" To see all these guys, <laughs> there's all these stoner dudes. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, cool!" They left an adult joke in there. That's, That's great. So good. The Dinkley Brigade yeah. as well there yep. for, um, for Velma. And she signs a bunch of stuff. And then the dogs are there for, for Scoob <laughs> so and he good. just barks at them. Yeah. It's really good. Did you notice the product placement at the start of that? Probably not. I did. I, I was writing notes time. while I was watching the second one tonight. I see. Because um, the, they've got a limo version of the... Mystery machine. Yeah, the mystery machine. And uh, yeah, Shaggy and Scooby get out of the car. And they've got milkshakes while they're getting out of the car. And um, Scooby's is stuck on his nose. Mm-hmm. As he's that. shaking it, it just has this giant KFC logo on it. <laughs> and then it, it obviously hits the driver, but it's a milkshake. So I don't know why. Yeah, clear product placement for KFC. Because even halfway through the film, Shaggy mentions... Oh, instead of doing this, we could just go and eat at KFC or that something. That bit I remember hearing and yeah, I was like, so what? I was like, oh, so they've got a connection with KFC. There might have been toys at the time. I can't really remember. Yeah, it's 2004, no. but they clearly there is product placement in there for KFC for the whole film. Which tells you how they didn't have money because they needed product placement in the mm-hmm. sequel. Yeah, because there's none in the first one. Not even a little bit. No. The only part they- I notice is the after sequence, mm-hmm. after the credit sequence when they're um, eating the chilies. Eating the chilies on the table. I loved a, that Heinz, as a kid. Heinz tomato yeah. sauce. But that's it. I wouldn't even say that's product placement. It's just probably there because they need to use it. But I think I was just a kid, so that was funny to me because so much yeah, of it went over my head. Where he hits himself with the pan yeah. in the face all this time. I think I yeah. just like that scene. But it's really good. I was uh, like four, so yeah. yeah. I wasn't the you know most advanced <laughs> watcher. What do you make of the extra characters in the second one? So you've got Alicia Silverstone, Seth Green, and Peter Boyle. Who's Peter Boyle? He's the old man that oh, they break yeah, into yeah. the uh, – he's the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah, I know the face. Yeah. Um, I think Alicia Silverstone worked in it really well. As yeah. This, like reporter that was like on their case a lot. Yeah. I think the um, – Seth Green. Seth Green is just there because they needed a love interest for, for Velma. Yeah, they kind of had him as someone else to question. Yeah, he was like, like the red was, herring. He was the red herring, yeah. Which I liked that part of it. He was good, but he didn't He didn't stand out in in a way that I was like, oh, no I want particular more of him. personality characterization like that stood out. Except for the part where he like keeps screaming at Shaggy and Scooby. And then Shaggy's like, as much as I'd love to do this, and something tells me you would do this all night, I have somewhere to be. <laughs> and then just like your personality, we're going to split. <laughs> leaves. I'm like, ah, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I think it was good. I think it was weak because the studio wanted Velma to have a love interest, which that's is all why she yeah. has one. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they were initially going to have her be – wasn't it a gay character to begin yeah. with? Then obviously the with script. the rewrites, it was ambiguous in the first film. And then in the second one, they give her a 
a love interest. Yeah. Just to, yeah. And I think like there's interviews where Linda Cardellini definitely knew that. So she played that scene where that got cut where she's singing to both Freddie and Daphne. Yeah. Cause she's like, I love, I think Velma loved Daphne, but was confused about her feelings for Fred. Yeah. And that's evidence through the whole film. Yeah. I feel cause there's a lot of moments where they connect up and the chemistry is quite good, but it's also like kind of confusing in this place. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it was played well. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. They didn't go down that route. They went down the traditional route. Yeah, but it was two thousand and four. I got to keep remembering. It's a it's a family film from 04. In, in two thousand. Yeah, 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 it was very. It was only in the last maybe. I would say. Well, we got really good in about two thousand and like twelve to fourteen, yeah, almost kinda, with like Orange yeah. is Black and stuff changing TV. But like, yeah, now even now it's like oh now we're backpedaling. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. maybe maybe in the sweet spot of like twenty sixteen <laughs> they yeah, could have had that fine. film. Yeah. But yeah, even now wouldn't happen. No. No. So disappointing, but. Still, I still love them. Still love these films. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take it away from it. Yeah, no. And I don't know if it would – it probably would work the same way mm. with the right people doing it. Yeah. Um, but for nostalgia's sake, I'm like, ah, well, we know, mm. you know. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't imagine anyone else playing these roles. I Not I, even a little bit. No, I think they absolutely nailed the casting. And even when they did that reboot straight to TV, third movie – of the characters in live action. I haven't seen it. Don't worry, it's not worth seeing. Is this the one that they did like? It was only a couple of years later. It wasn't recent. It was, yeah, Terror on the Lake or something. It, yeah, it had um, one of the Armel brothers in it, uh, the younger one, as uh, Fred. I'm pretty sure he's got black hair and they don't even dye it. It's, look. Oh, no, that was that was animated, that one. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think, I, think I know which one. one you're talking about. Yeah. It's the one with Hayley Kiyoko in it. It was like really weird and it didn't do anything. Yeah, know. okay. Well, either way, I just don't think anyone else could play these characters as well as what um, the four of those did. No, I was watching it again and I was thinking about each of the yeah, characters yeah. and going who else could, could play this, play it. And like Freddie Prince Jr., his personality is perfect for yeah, Fred. Yeah, exactly. Because he was Sarah the teen heartthrob from, you know, all those um, scary movies in yeah. the 90s. Same with Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's brilliant. Like um, Matthew Lillard just plays – Oh. Like you forget, I'm watching it and I forget that he is acting. Yeah, because of how like grounded in his character he is. He got cast as the animated Shaggy for ten like for ten years oh, after after that film. So right. they kept using him as Shaggy for the rest of the brand. And then yeah, obviously like Linda Cardellini. Just oh, I couldn't imagine anyone else anyone else doing Velma playing Velma with that much charm. Because yeah. if anyone else, well, not if anyone else, other people could probably do it. But if other people did it, I don't think like it might come across as like mm. more of a snivelly nerd, where she manages to yeah. make her feel grounded, but mm-hmm. also you're like, oh, you're just a nerd. You're just, you know what I mean? You're just a also, sweet I was nerd. rewatching the second one today, and there's that bit when she's in like the mind of shaft or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's like, my glasses. I've lost my glasses oh, now. Yeah. I've got real blind <laughs> since I was a kid watching these, and I'm watching that. I'm like, ah. Uh. I get it. I get it. I now. get it. Oh, where's my glasses? So much. I'm like, yeah, I'd be, I'd be screwed down there too. Everything's just a blur. Like literally, my that's my life. <laughs> as soon as they fall off, she's um, there like searching blindly. Yeah. Like that's me. I like that was a good part where she lost her glasses because that's where mm. that's where not so much she finds out exactly when who it is, but like that's where she finds the evidence for it, and it's good that she can't see because there's more that happens on. It's revealed at the right time because mm-hmm. she looks at her, the thing she puts in her pocket later and goes, yep, cool. There's the evidence to prove that it's this person. 
So, yeah, it was the good timing to, for little, her to lose her glasses. It was also like, because in the comic or, it, or the animated stuff, mm. usually she loses her glasses and she's like, I can't see them. And then she'll like yeah, feel, arms feel, out and she'll yeah. feel a villain and then she puts her glasses on or they and hand it to her and she's like, oh, my God. It's, it runs away. Yeah, But in this, they sort of, it was similar in a way because she was in love with this guy and then well, yeah, she Seth sees Green's him. Gives her the glasses. Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of like, oh, no, like almost the monsters revealed because she was starting to fall for him and then yeah. maybe he's the villain. So I thought it was clever. That was really good. But yeah, in the very next scene, she runs away from him, almost falls down the shaft because of the broken stairwell. And then he's like, let go. I can save you. No, do you want me to fall to your death? Kind of the situation. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously he ends up, she ends up trusting him. He lifts her up, that kind of thing. So yeah, there's good parts to the second one. It's just not as... It's not as strong overall. I don't love it as much. No. But for different reasons. There's Yeah, like you said, there's parts in it, moments that are brilliant, but yeah. overall it just doesn't... No. doesn't have that magic that the first one had. No, exactly right. I Yeah, I could watch the first one another, you have, another yeah. 10 times, even though I've seen it about 40 times. I love it. So, so good. Much. You made me buy the DVDs. I know. Because so I, I told you about the cast commentary. I yeah. was like, this is worth buying for. You need it. Yeah. And so I think I got like the last one of the second one. Yeah. I need to buy them on Blu-ray, I think, just to get the more updated version. Because I played my DVD of the first one last night because I was watching both of them. And when I say I've worn out a disc to the point where it probably won't play a little bit, it got to the middle part of the film where DVDs are like dual aids, so it goes forwards and backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it like struggled to get past that middle part where it was Aww. reversing back. And yeah, I've worn out the DVD that much. I've played it that often. So that's my experience with Scooby-Doo. I want to go watch it a hundred more times. Yeah, it's really good. It's my comfort movie. Even if I don't want to watch anything, I'll have that on just, it's, yeah, just to play. So good. It's really good. I well, think. I think that wraps up our episode on Scooby-Doo. It so does, yeah. As always, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you're new here, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, there's been um, more and more people listening every episode now. I've had a few more people tell me they're listening. We're up to um, even the first episode. It's um, it's grown. It's, it's very much grown. We've been watching our analytics and, yeah, very much. Uh, it's exceeded expectations at this point. We're absolutely loving that people are listening in. So if you're listening and enjoying this podcast, please give it a follow. And if you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BingeLists or email us at BingeList and BoxOfficeHits at gmail.com. And we are thinking of getting some stickers out for yes. you. I'm, yes, we're going to do stickers. So please message me or Tish about it if you're interested. Or our Instagram, hit us up. Hit us up. Um, and same thing with shirts. I'm going to organize an order of shirts. I know there's a few people interested, so I need to organize that. They are going to be $40. So let you know, $40, they have, I've got one. I've worn it. It is a proper printed shirt. It's not an iron-on kind of thing with the logo. They're properly printed from somewhere local. So we're keeping the money local in Australia as well. And yeah, $40, um, I'll give you details, um, but just email or Twitter, anything, if you're interested in getting it. So once I get a couple of orders in, I'll do a bulk load. So thank you. So thank you again. Thanks, guys. And as always, keep watching. Thanks. Bye. Bye.